The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had been had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. What is my story and how does it fit into salvation history? Your story is discovered by reading sacred scripture and in particular today's readings. God gives us clues in his book about ourselves and about himself. We will never fully know God here on earth. But our mission is precisely that, to know him, to love him and to serve him in this world and live forever with him in the next. But we can't fully do that if we don't know ourselves. Today, Abraham, Moses, and Elijah, Peter, James, and John, and Paul help us to uncover the precious gems inside our souls. That's a great summary of Lent, to come to know ourselves better. That's why we stop, we put our foot off the accelerator and put it on the brake, and we do a few things to help us. It's like cleaning the car, the windshield, and... And the inside, you know what I mean, right? Some of you have dirty cars, I'm sure. And when you clean it, it just feels better to get inside it. Well, that's what Lent is doing to us inside of our souls. Abraham obeys God's voice and climbs God's holy mountain with his son. God had formed and shaped the heart of Abraham. Here's some background. Abraham really only desires one thing, a son who will lead to descendants as numerous as the stars of the sky. The only problem is that his wife is barren and advanced in years. So he tries to solve the problem himself in his own way and produces a son by a slave girl. This does not prove to work out very well. Next, God intervenes works a miracle and causes the elderly Sarah to conceive and bear a son 
Isaac then is not only the firstborn son of Abraham, but really his last hope. There is absolutely nothing more precious to Abraham than his son. To give his son up would mean to give himself up. But this, by the way, is the true meaning of sacrifice in the ancient world. God deserves everything because he has given us everything. So ancient peoples instinctively knew that authentic sacrifice could never be just a nod to God. The sacrifice of the creator must be big and precious enough to represent our entire lives. That's why human sacrifices were so prevalent in ancient times. The offering of the firstborn was seen as the only adequate worship of the gods responsible for our very existence. God stops Abraham before he slays his son. This was to test to see if Abraham was truly devoted to God in faith, obedience, and gratitude. God does not want Isaac's blood, only Abraham's heart. So he provides a substitute, a ram, which shows the true meaning of all authentic sacrifice. We give to God something precious that represents our very selves. Paul describes how he saw God and was therefore able to convert into an apostle. If God is for us, who can be against us? Paul often helps us put words to what we are feeling. How often does something happen to us that we can't understand? Why? This was a common occurrence in Paul's life, particularly after his conversion. As we traverse this Lent, this week of Lent, let us lean on Paul's words. To the very end of his life, he knew he was running the race that would end in the crowning of eternal life. Let's do the same. Peter, James, and John followed Jesus up the mountain. They were dumbfounded, could only speak childlike things. Let's build three tents. You can just see them like little boys. Tents, that's what we need. Let's build them. They sum up our own experience when we receive a special grace from heaven, and we just don't know how to thank them. The birth of a child, the gift of intimacy and marriage, a family vacation, or just a wonderful meal together. But special graces always come with a price tag. And that price tag is what helps us make sense of our lives. We were not made to live here, but in heaven. So that special meal radiates a little bit heaven and those other things I mentioned. All of this happens over time. Very few things happen overnight. We must be patient. Our families are destined to live in heaven. And our today must... Does our day reflect that we are heaven bound? Nice little question for the family. Does our family in some way radiate that we are heaven bound. When you get in your car on Sunday morning, people know where you're going because everyone else is sleeping. 
or going to Dunkin' Donuts or, you know, cooking up some eggs and pancakes. And they see you getting in your car and they know exactly where you're going. In our sanctuary, in our church, we read, In your wounds hide me. Maybe we can add these similar words for our meditation this week. In your desert of 40 days and 40 nights, hide me. In the Gethsemane, in the garden of Gethsemane, hide me. In your mercy, hide me. In your death, hide me. In your resurrection, hide me. And perhaps we can finish with this prayer that we could pray during this week as we're going about our work. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. If you just Google spiritual communion, that prayer will come up. Never let me be separated from you. To God the Father, we make a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Counting on his unfailing mercy, we stand before him now with our needs that the church will stand before the world without stain or blemish, holy and obedient to God's word, we pray to the Lord. For those who are far from the church, that in this season of reconciliation they may return to Christ, we pray to the Lord. That this season of Lent will be a time of deeper conversion for our parish, we pray to the Lord. For those who are downhearted or are burdened with difficulties, may they experience the transfiguring power of, of God. We pray to the Lord. For the strength and healing of our parishioners who are ill, especially Deacon Steve's son, Mark, we pray to the Lord. A special prayer for the Bass family as they mourn their Larry, their father and husband, may he receive a welcoming in heaven and from there pray for us and may we accompany the family. We pray to the Lord. Most merciful Father, you did not spare your own son but handed him over for us. We trust that you will always give us what we need. Keep us true to you through Christ our Lord. And we now sing to Mary. Thank you.